Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Just wanted to give you a heads up for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Adult language in the interview. First time ever. Really on Unreasonable Doubt. Consider this like Unreasonable Doubt after dark. Spicy language if you listen to this. In the car with kids, or if you yourself uh, adverse to adult language, be forewarned. All right, here we go. Schadenfreude, everybody must have screamed, ah, he's a sung hero. A little pushy pushy. Are you back from listening to Stairway to Heaven twice? Now those are just words I looked up on the internet. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt, and the season is approaching. We're under 60 days until the George Mason charity exhibition game. And we've got a new coach. Josh Eilert, don't know much about him, know his background, could point him out on the bench, could point him out in a lineup, like, which one is Josh Eilert? I could point to him, but don't really know him that well. And the way to get to know somebody is through interviews, and he was on three guys before the game, spent over an hour with those guys. Definitely check out that podcast. and. Impressions of Josh Eilert in that interview. I had a hard time critiquing Josh Eilert as far as what he's saying. And he's not, I mean, the first impression is not a ton of coach speak. Like he spoke very honest about his opinions and evaluations of past players, current players, not very, you know, pointing out flaws where they need to improve, what they're good at. Just he was asked questions, and instead of saying whatever he wanted to say, regardless of what the question was, I'm not pointing any fingers there, he actually answered the question. I'm kind of am pointing fingers. So that was that is refreshing. And I don't know how that translates into performance. And we're going to get to know Josh Eilert as the head basketball coach throughout the regular season. And hopefully the the postseason seems like a calm guy, seems like a quiet confidence guy, you know, very confident, very comfortable in his skin, honest about the circumstances in front of him, circumstances that gets him to the point of of being an interim head coach. And you need to listen to the interview. But some of the things I really liked that he was talking about, he he gave voice to the idea of recruiting guys that are on your roster already. Retention recruitment of how do we, if I get this job, how do I retain guys who are here to keep them in the fold to get some continuity? 
it should be everybody's goal. I don't hear a lot of that talked about. So to given the circumstances of how he gets the job and putting a whole new uh, coaching roster in place, essentially, it's a great idea to speak about and to talk about how you've done that. Really like that. He he gave voice to being annoyed by how <laughs> how large that interim font was when the announcements came out that him that he got the job that it bugged him because of course it did. And so he could have said coach speak or kind of laughed it off and he did kind of laugh it off. But he did say, <laughs> paraphrasing, annoyed by how gigantic the word interim was compared to the rest of the font about head coach. I liked it. Just shooting straight, shooting honest. He feels good about Raekwon Battle getting a waiver, which is what has been reported. So hopefully that goes the way of his feelings. And one of my favorite parts when asked about the, how to describe Jose Perez, he he basically, <laughs> uh, Teddy Allen was brought up and he did say that Jose Perez reminded him of Teddy Allen, but like Teddy Allen with his head on straight. <laughs> which you totally understand what he's saying. I don't think that he said it in a, in a dry humor way where I don't think he's taking a shot at Teddy Allen, but it's, it's high praise for Jose Perez as far as, you know, Jose buckets. Could we have Jose buckets? Jo uh, Josh Eilert gave the impression that that's possible. So definitely check out that interview. Let's get to know Josh Eilert. Speaking of getting to know someone, I have a special guest on the podcast this week. He lives in Los Angeles, California. He's a screenwriter. He's a writer. I know him from his podcasting work. Currently does a podcast with Will Sasso, the Dudesy podcast. Very funny, interesting outside perspective. Chad lets you know his knowledge of WVU basketball right out the gate. Chad Colchin is my guest this week. Here's my interview with Chad. All right, Chad Colton, welcome yes. to Unreasonable Down, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Thank you very much. I have to say I'm not uh, very well versed on West Virginia basketball. I do know you are the Mountaineers, I believe. Is that That's West right, Virginia? dude. Yeah. Okay. I do know that. Uh, that's about where my knowledge of West Virginia <laughs> basketball is. <laughs> that is a fantastic start, and I won't bombard you with basketball questions, but there are some later. But I'll start with a basic one. I've sure. lived a sheltered life. I've never been to California. What okay. is it like living in Los Angeles, California? I personally love it. Um, you know, it's a big city. It's got problems just like any big city has. But there's just so much shit to do out here. It's the weather's always pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't see myself living elsewhere. And you're podcasting, but you've got a bunch of different things that you've done creatively, including sure. writing. You wrote books. You write uh, TV stuff, movies. How does podcasting affect your writing? Because I I listen to other podcasters who have yeah. a writing background and it just kind of trails away. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on how podcasting affects your process of writing. Uh, it fucking hurts it, dude. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> podcasting takes a lot of time right? and so does writing. And so, you know, if you're doing a lot of one, the other one will suffer. And I do feel like that has been the case. Um, that said, uh, I also feel like podcasting puts you in kind of a different creative mode 
which does lend itself in in one way or another to like what you're doing writing like you'll have to come up with concepts or i mean shit the i do a podcast called game of roses where we break down the bachelor like a sport statistically and everything and we wrote my co-host on that show and i wrote a book so called how to win the bachelor that uses all of our stats and shit like that so that's like a type of book that i never thought that i would write i never thought i'd write a non-fiction book but yet i've done it and that's because of podcasting so it's at least affected it in that way yeah no i could just totally imagine because it's it's a totally different medium and i didn't think about the time crunch because i feel like writing takes a lot of time too so it's interesting sure. to hear you say like that's a, a lot of time goes into podcasting where i feel like it's the same with writing but i've never been a writer or and yeah. i'm barely a podcaster so um <laughs> of your different creative outlets and I've, we've mentioned yeah. a bunch of them is there one that you find the most fulfilling and why did why is that do you think i think it's writing books because it is complete creative control you don't really have, I mean, you may have an editor or whatever, if you publish it at one of the big publishers and maybe they'll have a note here or there, but really everything that is in the final product is just coming from your head. There is nothing else like that. Even in podcasting, like we're having a conversation. So this is a 50, 50 split of what we're both putting into this Right. Uh, TV movies. Writers just get fucking treated like shit, kicked around left and right, rewritten a million times, whatever you write in tv and movies will never be the thing that finally ends up on the screen so you have much less creative control there uh that said i really like podcasting too for the same reason i ain't getting notes from fucking anybody on any of the podcasts i do i'm just thinking of something funny and doing it or whatever and uh that is like pretty fulfilling as well but i think ultimately it's books for me awesome. is my favorite yeah. So mine for you is yeah. podcasting and you and Will and Tommy Blancha did two yep. minute podcast. Now you and Will Sasso are co-hosts of the Doozy podcast, the first mm -hmm. podcast entirely run by AI. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I don't know how to describe it to friends. It's very difficult yeah. to kind of elevator pitch. This is what Doozy is. How do you describe it right. to people when you're like, I do this podcast with Will Sasso called Doozy? Uh, I mean, it is hard. You're right. I basically just say like, I do this podcast with, with Will that it's created by and controlled by an artificial intelligence. And then people are like, what? And then you have to kind of like, uh, pull them into the shallow waters of like what really the capabilities of modern AI actually are. Cause I think a lot of people don't believe that something like this is possible, or they're not aware of the fact that AI is doing as much as it is right now and still continuing to to add new kind of uh, capabilities to its repertoire, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, I just say that, like, if you're interested in AI or you like comedy, this is the show for you. That That's pretty much my elevator. Pitch. Because it is in one sentence. I feel like I described it, but it doesn't like break the surface of what's going on in the podcast and y'all been doing it a year and a half how much yeah. it's even evolved a little bit as ai is evolving sure. and it's i mean so many different stories the the tom brady cease and desist all of the uh the tom hanks that's not tom hanks yeah. Uh, yeah. that has morphed into like uh, it's it's hard to explain now there's a video quality of of him you know set in movies that yeah. don't exist it's it's blowing my mind and it's fantastic Oh, well, dude, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, yeah. I really do think that it's kind of like, like you're saying, it's evolving as AI technology is getting better and, and being able to do more things. 
it seems like the dudes the AI is like incorporating pieces of that or something. I don't know. I don't know if it's proprietary. I don't really know what it is, but definitely when I'm reading news about like, oh, this AI thing can now do like text to video within a couple of weeks, dudesy will be turning out shit like that, you know? Um, and I just feel like where we're headed with AI in terms of what media it can make, I think we're on the verge of like an entirely new thing. Something that is not movies, not TV, not a video game, some new thing that only AI makes. I think we're right around the corner from that. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That's fantastic. And and I'm seeing it in real time. Uh, and on the latest episode of Doozy, you talked a little bit about the future of AI in sports. This is a mm -hmm. basketball podcast. Sure. We've got shot robots. Not a lot of range of motion yet. Kind of seem far off on AI basketball players. But I can see AI in a coaching staff yeah. kind of situation. What do you sure. think of the idea of AI coaches and basketballs and other sports? I think at the very least, well, I mean, I don't know. Look, I think people always want like some human element in shit like that. I think they want to feel like it's run by a person that said that person is going to have a fucking iPad with an AI on it. That's going to tell you exactly what play to be calling in any given situation. When a new player fucking comes off the bench and they rotate people out, it's like, okay, how do we shift up? And it basically is going to be, I think in all sports, not just basketball, all sports that have coaches, those coaches are going to be using AIs to get second by second, at least suggestions of what plays they should call or who they should be putting in the game or, you know, whatever, anything that a coach can control in a game, I think will be AI assisted. I mean, that's gotta be happening now. I can't imagine like, you know, when you're looking at the NBA or the NFL or major league baseball, hundreds of millions of dollars behind some of these fucking teams that they don't have every available advantage at their fingertips. Absolutely. They're all doing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see tablets on the sidelines of sports right now. Sure. I think there's like laminated things with statistical information. But when you get into that real time situation, yeah. it has to be the next step of, all right, give me your thoughts on this. And they use it or don't. And then even yep. add to a point of like, this is what we're going by. And I don't know how uh, forthcoming people will be about that. As far as, yeah, just the AI told me to do it and I'm doing it because people take credit for yeah. stuff, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, You've, you agree. live in California. You've also mm -hmm. lived in Texas, which That's is right. in the Big 12 conference area. Where did yeah. basketball for rank? Now. For now. A lot of moving parts. Where did <laughs> basketball rank in the sports hierarchy of your time living in Texas? I can't imagine it's high on the list based on. Dude, not high because the yeah. Mavericks sucked when I was a kid. Um, right. You know, and I mean, I grew up in Dallas, so and we didn't really give a shit about the fucking Rockets or anything or right. San Antonio Spurs. Like no one, the Spurs were good. They had David Robinson when I was a kid. Right. They were they were getting better, I should say. But uh, yeah, we weren't like super into basketball. It was really football. Obviously, in Dallas was like the king sport. You had to play that like as long as you could, basically, which for me was about. I think sophomore year in high school is the last year I played football because like I'm five foot eight and, you know, 
in Texas. I'm a, I was a cornerback and I remember just going up against some wide receiver from another team who was like six, two, just fucking jacked. And I tried to tackle him and I just got like a knee straight in the top of my fucking helmet. And it was over. I was like laid out. This I is probably it. was concussed and just never sure. treated. For it. And I was like, fuck this shit. I'm just going to play baseball. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it was mainly football, but, uh, I have recently in my adult, uh, life really started to pick up basketball pro basketball uh primarily because a, fr a good friend of mine is like heavily into the lakers and so i was like fuck it i need to have something to talk to her about other than our work shit let me start watching basketball and over the past couple of years i've really i've dove deep into pro basketball you got west virginia mountaineers fantastic yeah. have you been to the state of west virginia before no i have not never so i get a good outside perspective on this this is a colleges going back and forth west virginia has a tradition WVU of singing Country Roads, John yep. Denver, after wins. Mm -hmm. And other fan bases give us crap of, it's not really about West Virginia. It's Western Virginia. Read the lyrics, look at it. They're talking about Shenandoah Mountains, uh, yeah. or Shenandoah River, Blue Ridge, Ridge Mountains. Mm -hmm. Outside perspective, when you hear the lyrics of Country Roads, do you think the song is about the state of West Virginia, or Western Virginia, or you're indifferent? Indifferent. Uh, <laughs> nor would I give you shit. Or any fandom shit for doing anything, for singing a song that, let's say it's not, it's literally says, this is not about you. Who gives a shit? If you enjoy it, make it part of the culture. Chad, it makes so much sense what you're saying, and yet the internet is a terrible place, and it is, mm -hmm. it gets so much traction and so much heated arguments about, totally. you get maps out, and like, here's where the Blue Ridge Mountains is, but like, yeah, but it kind of cuts through the Eastern Panhandle. All right, indifferent. I'm more indifferent as well. Wanted to get an outside perspective. Did you go to West Virginia? May I ask? I did not. It's our pro team. I went to West Virginia State. Got it. Lower in the state, but like family thing. Dad liked WU. Yeah, yeah. He didn't go there. Not universal because there's a pocket of Marshall fans. It's really yeah. a WVU state, and so yeah. that's how I got in it. Um, and it so. In uh, in L.A. for a while, when I graduated college, L.A. didn't have a pro football team. And so USC, which is where I went, was like the L.A. pro football team. Right. Yeah, exactly the same thing. And it's just, in a small state. It's just you see this everywhere. So it's kind of the same thing. Final mm -hmm. question. Another mm -hmm. outside perspective question. Uh, and I'm just going to read the question. West Virginia University has an interim head coach for this season. OK, he's coaching for his job. Yep. Having no frame of reference besides they're the Mountaineers. <laughs> will he do well enough to keep his job after the uh -huh. season or will the Mountaineers be looking for a new coach in the spring? Let me ask you some questions to give my answer. Got it. If I may. Please. Uh, what was their record last year? How did the last coach do? The last coach is a Hall of Fame coach. Okay. Bob Huggins. He had a messy offseason. Google it later if you want to. You don't have to. Uh, but they made the NCAA tournament. Uh, but okay. guy's been here for like 16 seasons. Mm -hmm. Alma mater. He did go to the school. So well-renowned, out. He retired back. or he was pushed out? Uh, that's a very good question, Chad. Let's go with the latter. Let's say he was okay. pushed out. <laughs> of, of things of his doing. Wait, that, were these things like nefarious? Was this like <laughs> off the field type well, shit? Was he get, like is, I mean, molesting get, players uh, or something? Okay, so not that. But he definitely did things that put them in a position to say, you've got to leave. Now, he is at um, September 
whatever date this is, it's still he's going back and forth back and forth with his with his lawyers and the okay. university of I'm actually not resigned. So can I have my office back? It's that kind of weird, crazy what? out there. Is the shit he did criminal? No, he had a DUI. I guess oh. that's criminal, but like he's in a programs where he, so okay. it's like he can technically say it's not on my record because if I go through right, this right, program, right. I'm but he wasn't like fucking with students or anything. He wasn't doing any of like the real bad shit that some of these guys do. Not correct. So okay. a level lower than but that, but enough to he said a um he said a uh, homophobic slur twice on okay. the radio to get the ball oh, okay. started, oh, then capped it no off more. with a DUI and he's out. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay, but he had a good enough record to make it to the the tournament. And right. How did they do last year? In they did not win a game. They lost in the first round. First round. Fuck. All right. So and did no, they and by number one or something? No, no, no. It was a uh, uh, it was a close as far as like seating. Mm-hmm. They and now ten percent of that team is coming back. But okay. now with college sports, they've got good players coming in. It's just a matter of in one season, can you pull it all together? Yeah. with a new all coach. Right. Okay, and so okay, so there's the context. Guy? Where huh? did they get this new coach from? He has been with WVU since the last guy came to WVU. In various jobs, he was a started as a video coordinator, was on the bench for a couple of years as an assistant coach, and then he was the guy that they they looked okay. for outside guys. Uh, but in June, where all of the uh, hiring had already taken place, mm-hmm. it was like, all right, let's just run this for a year. They put in the graphic, Chad, like gigantic letters, interim, like no doubt about it. You've got one season. He even said in a recent interview, like, I can't believe how big that font was. So that's that's what he's stepping into. Hall of the guy after the Hall of Fame guy, yeah, with all the stuff that I told you about, plus more, and yeah. all new roster essentially. That's what he has to go on for one season in what I would argue the toughest conference in America. Yeah, I mean, look, that's a hard job. I, I won't sugarcoat this. This motherfucker is up against it, like. The the school has no faith in you. They're putting the fucking giant interim letters on the it's thing. Such a tough look. Yeah, you're you're only getting ten percent of your fucking team back. You're you're in the shadow of a guy who's been there doing it well for a long, long time. Um, and it's your for, is it this guy's first head coaching job? He's never period? been a head coach before oh, at man. the college level. Right. So it's a it's on a big stage. I mean, look, it boils down to this. I think he has a very small chance of doing well, but that's not zero. And if he does it, it will blow people's fucking minds. Exactly. Exactly. And I won't, I have bias, uh, but every, I wanted outside perspective. And yeah. that is the fair outside perspective. I think what you're going to look for, I th- who, who's there, is the schedule out? Do you know who they're playing first? No, we've got like the beginning of the schedule, but like the meat of the schedule, we know who they're yeah. playing, but not when and where. Okay. So usually for West Virginia is the first game of the season, just like a fucking tomato can that they set them up it's with tomato cans for a couple of months with a couple okay. of real um, competition. And then the, the crazy part happens the rest of the All year. Right. right. So what you're hoping for in the early season then is that he does not lose to one of these unranked, just fucking like D three schools or something. You know, I I'm, they don't play D three schools. I'm sure, but you know no, what I but mean? Exactly. Um, no, you've got it. You're a basketball guy, Chad. You know exactly what's going on. You're, you're speaking the language hundred <laughs> percent. 
So this is awesome. No, you got it right. So I appreciate the time. Thank you for doing this, Chad Colton. Thank you for joining me on Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Big thanks to Chad for joining me on the podcast. Find Chad on Twitter, X, at Chad Colchin. Listen to Dudesy wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to his other podcast, Game of Roses, Breaking Down the Bachelor. Find that wherever you listen to the podcast. Speaking of plugs, listen to West by Pod, the other Smoking Musket podcast focused on WVU football. West Virginia beat Duquesne in a six-hour game, so they'll be breaking it down this week. Read everything coming out of SmokingMusket.com. Follow the Twitter feed at SmokingMusket. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt, Josh Eilert, the WVU interim head basketball coach for the 2023-2024 season. He has zero wins and he has zero losses. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.